Chapter Twenty Three of Twenty Minutes Late by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Three: Another Side Track. Ben's brief holiday sped away. He and Rufus and Fanny went home. School duties commenced again, and all things were as before. No, not quite as before. Rufus and Fanny had learned some lessons of life which they were not likely to forget they had discovered that a girl could be honestly earning her own living and yet be as highly thought of by those whose opinion was worth having as though she were doing nothing ben had his beloved stenograph and worked at every leisure moment with such purpose that before spring he had a triumph at the office one afternoon he found mr wellborn very much annoyed i don't know what i'm going to do said that gentleman impatiently here's harris sent word that he is sick and cannot copy these notes of his and there isn't a person in town so far as i know who can do it for him mr wellborn was not talking to ben but to his junior partner but ben had turned at the first sound of mr harris's name giving a keen glance at the notes to be copied as he suspected they were stenograph notes as soon as he had finished distributing the letters which he had in his hand into their proper places he came toward mr wellborn i beg your pardon he said hesitatingly but if there isn't anybody else i think i could copy those notes for you you said mr wellborn with a smile i know you are a most accommodating chap but i'm afraid these notes will be too much for you they are on a shorthand machine i know it said ben i have seen mr harris work i can read the stenograph you can how long since where did you learn i learned early in the winter my sister who is in philadelphia sent me the alphabet and the manual and i learned how to read it before i ever saw a machine then at christmas time i had a present of one and have been writing on it ever since the mischief you have and i never knew anything about it can you take down letters at dictation i think i can sir mother has dictated a great many to me for practice and i have written them out afterwards and got every word glad to hear it said mr wellborn complacently harris is sick oftener than i have any patience with the trouble is he is sick of the business and wants to get out do set to work on these notes then they are important ones and if you can make a fair copy and can take dictations i can afford to give you pleasanter employment and better pay than i have been doing a boy does not work industriously on a stenograph for three months for nothing the notes were almost as easily read by ben as though they had been in print by nine o'clock that evening he was able to give an excellent typewritten copy of them to the gratified lawyer from that time business was brisk for ben bryant and the work was such as delighted his heart and in itself was no small education for mr wellborn's notes were dictated in choice english and were on important subjects he made a prompt advance in ben's wages such a surprising advance as caused great rejoicing at home and some grumbling on the part of rufus in regard to people who are always in luck with caroline the time sped away on swift wings 
so busy was she with her studies and with her loving care of dorothy so happy and proud was she with mrs forsythe's increasing interest in her and pleasure in her ministrations so glad was she as the weeks flew on over the near prospect of home once more that she was the only one in the household perhaps who did not realize dr forsythe's increasing gravity and notice the tender almost pathetic gaze which he sometimes fixed on dorothy's fair face it did trouble caroline sometimes to think that dorothy seemed not so strong as she was in the fall but it is the spring days she said to herself nobody feels as strong i suppose at least nobody who is not real well i am sure i feel as strong as ever i did in my life but of course dorothy could not be expected to april passed swiftly and may followed in its train and the days of june were speeding so fast that examinations were just at the door and caroline had had her trunk brought from the storeroom and was beginning to put in packages preparatory to the home-going just to think she had begun to say to herself that i shall really see mother and ben and daisy in a few days more then one evening after school dr forsythe called her as she was passing his office door he was alone and as he closed the door and sat down in front of the seat to which he had motioned her his kind face was graver than usual i have something to say to you caroline which i have been putting off for several days weeks indeed because i feared you might not like to hear it caroline startled wondering yet managed to say that she should hardly think it possible that dr forsythe could say anything that she did not like he smiled in reply a grave sad smile and then spoke hurriedly you cannot in the nature of things be expected to like it and i have been in a great doubt whether to speak it or not but i have finally resolved to make the effort i will not keep you in suspense the plain sad truth is caroline that our little daughter is failing we cannot have her with us long it is increasingly apparent to me every day you know we are planning for the seaside and hope something from the sea air but not very much after all so far as she is concerned can you guess what i am about to say can you imagine how her father and mother shrink from separating her from the young friend who has been so constantly with her during this long winter and been to her such a comfort and help neither she nor we can ever forget if you could find it in your heart caroline to give up home and mother and go to the seashore with us i do not say it would prolong our daughter's life but i cannot help seeing that it would make the days she spends with us brighter happier at the same time i know it is a great thing to ask i know what it must have been to you to have been so long away from your mother i know better than you may imagine i do the sacrifice it is to give up mother i do not ask it of you mrs forsythe does not glad as she would be to give dorothy this additional pleasure she shrank from the thought of making the request i have not written to your mother of course it is only very lately that i decided to speak at all and i will not now say anything to her until you have come to a decision we must go next week it ought to have been sooner but dorothy's heart is so set upon being present at the closing exercises of the public school 
that i do not like to disappoint her i leave the matter with you to think about remember we realize how much we ask and we shall not feel that you have done wrong indeed will not feel hurt at all if you decide that you cannot really give up mother and home this summer and go with us try to think as quickly as you can and let me hear to-morrow if possible what your impressions are he hurried through the last sentence because somebody was already tapping at the door with a bow and smile to caroline he answered the summons poor caroline need not have waited until the next day to give her answer she knew before he had completed his sentence what she must decide to do it made her heart almost stop beating to think of being all the long summer without seeing mother but at the same instant came the terror of the thought what if she should never see dorothy again could it be possible that her father thought that she would not live longer than this one summer perhaps it was not strange that the first thing this girl far away from home did when she reached her room was to lock the door throw herself on the bed bury her head in the pillows and burst into a perfect passion of tears it seemed to her that from any point of view there was enough to cry for it was nearly an hour afterwards that she stood brushing her hair before the mirror having bathed her eyes with the hottest water she could endure in a few minutes the dinner bell would ring and she must go down and meet them all and they would know that she had been crying and dr forsythe would know the reason she was sorry for that she would not trust herself to talk to him but had resolved to write him a little note that very night there is no use in waiting she said aloud to see how the words would sound i am not to go home i know i am not it is the right way to do mother will think and so will ben and even poor little daisy after all they have done for me and after the way dorothy loves me it would be just cruel not to give her what she wants i know mother will think i ought to stay with her all summer i may just as well write the note to-night as to wait until to-morrow morning because i am sure what it is right to do therefore the note was written in caroline's best hand very brief and to the point dear dr forsythe i will go with dorothy if my mother thinks best and i am almost sure she will i will write to her to-night and please do not think it makes me feel very badly i love dorothy so much that it would be hard to be away from her matters shaped themselves exactly as caroline had expected they would the letter home was written and the bryant family held a solemn convention over its contents none of them was as much excited and startled as they had been over their disappointment in the fall after the second reading of the letter they all sat quiet for some minutes then mrs bryant said inquiringly with a sad little smile well children well said ben heaving a long-drawn sigh i suppose it's the right thing to do mother isn't it that poor little dorothy what does our daisy say asked mrs bryant tenderly daisy's face was grave her hands were clasped in her lap and her eyes had a far-away sorrowful look mother she said at last her lips quivering but her voice low and composed i love my line and i want her very much 
but if that little dorothy is going to heaven pretty soon she ought to have line i think this summer perhaps she needs her to help her get ready so the question was settled and caroline's trunk instead of being packed for home was packed for the seaside with all sorts of new and dainty summer things such as she was sure would have driven fanny kedwin half frantic with envy and one summer day she took that long-planned journey on the cars not a very long journey for the sea-coast which dr forsyth chose was but a few hours ride from philadelphia but long enough for caroline to realize the sharp contrast between herself as a traveller now and eight months before in the first place it was a very different car which they occupied a drawing-room car dorothy called it with easy chairs and sofas and a private room at one end where a luxurious bed was made up for mrs forsyth it is not my intention to tell you much about that summer at the seaside it was a very full bright summer and despite the shadow which hung low over the household there were some sweet glad days dorothy rallied a little under the influence of the sea breeze and took what were for her long walks to the beach and liked nothing better than to sit in the sand with caroline beside her watchful over the wraps and the sun umbrella that it was at exactly the right angle to shade her from the sun's glare and watch the bathers as they rose gaily over the tops of the waves or the never-ceasing tide as it came rolling in at intervals caroline left her and wandered along the beach to bring beautiful shells and delicate stones pearly tinted blue and amber long quiet restful days they were when dorothy seemed at peace with all the world the only trouble she had being the one which she often put into words i am so sorry caroline dear that you have to be away from your mother and daisy and ben all summer but you will go to them in the fall and have a nice long vacation this was the utmost caroline ever allowed her to say about the sacrifice and was quick to assure her with kisses and caresses that she was having a lovely time that she had never seen the sea before and had always wanted to and that she wouldn't be away from her dear little dorothy these summer days for anything and that mother and daisy and ben felt so too then dorothy would smile her sweet fair smile and say gently you are all good to me everybody always was it is a very sweet world caroline and sometimes i try to think how heaven can be any sweeter if jesus were not there it could not be but the best of it is he is there isn't he caroline do you sometimes feel in a hurry to see him caroline awe-stricken could only confess that she never had felt that way she supposed it was because she was always well and never had a tired feeling then she would bring a new shell or a stone and try to turn dorothy's thoughts away from the grave subject so the days moved on i think she is better said caroline one evening in answer to dr forsyth's quick questioning look it was saturday evening and he had come up from the city to spend a sabbath with his family caroline according to her custom had gone to the station to meet him in order that he might have the earliest possible news of dorothy i really think dr forsyth that she is stronger than she was 
her appetite has been better and she looks more like herself for a few days than she has since we have been here but she has been in a great hurry to see you she has asked two or three times to-day if we felt pretty sure that nothing would hinder you from coming i had hard work to get away he said gravely but i felt impressed that i must come to-night dr forsythe said caroline earnestly as they walked up the street together don't you think perhaps now that the very warm weather is over and the pleasant september days are coming that dorothy may grow stronger and be real well again this winter dr forsythe smiled that tender grave smile which she had learned to know so well we never can be sure he said quietly with a disease like hers we never can be sure just when the end will come but i have seen nothing this summer to encourage me thus far it was a very quiet sabbath dr forsythe did not go to church as had been his custom every sabbath during the season but had stayed with his wife and dorothy sending caroline and the grandmother away by themselves it was noticeable that dorothy talked to her father this time even more than usual and seemed not to be quite happy when he was out of her sight yet the day passed very peacefully and on monday morning dorothy certainly seemed as caroline had said stronger than she had for weeks i believe the child is getting better said the grandmother with decision her face is less pallid than it was and this morning she really has a little color i felt sure the seaside would do her good can't you see she is improved doctor you are always so despondent so inclined to look on the dark side the doctor smiled am i he said i have need to find a bright side if there is one surely she is all we have mother to dorothy's eager question as to whether her father might take the early train and whether he was sure that he could plan to come down on saturday just a little earlier than usual so that they might have a visit together on the beach before sunset he answered with a smile that he tried to make bright and cheery we needn't discuss those points to-day dorothy i'm going to take a vacation and stay over i arranged with dr boydner to look after my patients and assured him that for the one working day of the three hundred and sixty-five i was to be at leisure and give myself to the delights of my family dorothy i have brought with me a new toy that i think you will enjoy it was brought up from the station saturday evening after you and caroline had retired and it is in my private room all ready for exhibition come to me as soon as you have had your breakfast and i promise you a delightful entertainment End of chapter twenty three